Turn in your Bibles to the book of Exodus, chapter 12. We're going to read there in just a moment if you want to mark that place uh, and go over to the book of Lamentations in the third chapter. Uh, we'll read uh, in a couple of places in a minute. So again, if you have your Bibles and you want to mark uh, the book of Exodus, chapter 12, and in the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, uh, and then we can start this morning in the book of Psalms, chapter 51. We're going to read uh, in those places in just a minute. So again, if you have your Bibles and you want to read with us uh, and mark your books, uh, your Bibles, I should say, in Exodus chapter 12, Lamentations chapter 3, uh, and you can begin with us here in the book of Psalms chapter 51, the 51st division of Psalm. We're going to read some more verses in Psalm 51, but I want to skip on down to the 10th verse. And I want to read one verse. Psalm 51 and in verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. We're going to read in, uh, some more of these places in just a minute. This morning, I, I want you to think about uh, a phrase that we use at school a lot is, you need to clean out your locker. Now, when we say clean your lockers, I think all of us can remember a time in our life when somebody told us we need to clean up something. And I, I know a lot of times when we think clean out locker, we automatically go getting rid of the junk that we don't need. All the trash, all the stuff. But let me tell you about locker cleanouts. They're like closet cleanouts. They're like attic cleanouts. They're like a lot of other things. When you get rid of stuff that maybe is not necessary, you find stuff that is important. Has anybody ever cleaned up something and come across something that said, man, I forgot I even had that and I need that. Or I've been looking all over for that, but I couldn't find it. Our lives sometimes get so cluttered that sometimes we have to be reminded that we need to clean out some things. When we talk about cleaning out our lockers, listen to what Paul said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. There's one thing I can say about the revival this past week. God has allowed me to tidy up some things in my life. I ask you this, every time you come to church on Sunday morning, is there things that God allows you to let go of? Yesterday, I, I went to a, a family member of mine had passed away and they had an auction. And I went out there and there was a whole lot of stuff. A whole lot of stuff. A whole barn full and there was lots of stuff in the house. Lots of things that people accumulate over the way. And I'm going to say that because I'm the exact same way. We accumulate things. Matter of fact, if we're honest about it, we get emotionally attached to something that's absolutely useless, but we keep it because it belonged to somebody. And I'm not saying I'm against that, but, you know, I, I may have a, a tie from my grandfather that I'm ever, never going to use or do anything with, but I've also got a Bible that maybe I would keep. It's a little more sentimental than I should keep. And we, we tend to hold on to all these things, and they clutter our lives, and they bring into our lives. So when we talk about cleaning out your locker, it's a place that... Remember, a locker is not a permanent place. It's just where you kind of go and you kind of stay there for a little while. Folks, none of us are in this world forever. This world's really not our home. We're just passing through this place and we're learning about all the things that God has in store for us. But even yesterday, I got to talking to this person that was there and they were talking about storage units and they said, you know, we, everyone we've got, they're sold out. And I said, isn't it amazing how much stuff we have in our lives? I thank God this past week that God has reminding me of some things in my life I need to kind of get out of the way. I remember a few years ago when we were at school, and I'm going to get into some more reading in a minute. <clears throat> the fire marshal came in and he got into a, a, a couple of the rooms that are storage rooms and he said, I'm going to write you up. 
He said, you need to go in there and clean that out. He said, two things about that. He said, one, there's a lot of combustible materials in there. And he said, two, if somebody was in there and the fire alarm went off, they do not have a clear path to get out of there. And he was right. It was full of stuff. Folks, our lives get so cluttered with so many things that, that we don't create a path that we can walk for the Lord. But the thing is, is that we get so emotionally attached to so many things in our spiritual lives that we just want to drag them along with us when, when maybe they're not as important as we think. <clears throat> David here in the book of Psalms is reminding us is that we need to have our lives cleaned out. I cannot tell you how many accounts right off the top of my head, but there's numerous accounts where Paul had to tell the people to keep the faith. When he said keep the faith is, he's basically saying you need to clean your locker out. by you, you need to get the clutter out of your life and let your faith remain in God. Don't keep accumulating and holding on to these things that are affecting your spiritual lives. He said you need to keep the faith. I want to tell you as a pastor of this church, I want you to keep the faith. And what I mean by that is, don't lose sight of all the things that are going on in the world and accumulating all of these worldly things and cares and attachments. Let me tell you today, folks, we need to realize that our attachment should not be to the things of the world, but to the things of God. And that's why we talk about this morning, not just when I tell a student to clean a locker, it's not because they need to throw everything away. They need to make sure that if there's anything imported in there, that it's being used and it's in its proper place. We all have those times, I say we all, uh, uh, we have times in our life when these things uh, accumulate. And, and, and I thank God for a revival season that, that, that we can go through a time this past week that God reminded me that I need to create in me a clean heart. And that's why I want to go back to that very first verse of Psalms chapter 51. He said, God, you need to have mercy upon me according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sins. For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. You know, that's a sign of a person that says, you know what? I got too much stuff in my life. I got too much sin. I need to clean it up, oh Lord, and you're the one that's going to do that. Let me ask you this. Is there anybody here that's ever, when you try to clean up and you try to organize something, you move it from one place to the next? You don't get rid of it. You just kind of move from one place to the next and all of a sudden your problems aren't gone. They just moved to another place. You know, sometimes we have to realize is that, 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 that a true cleaning means you have to remove things. Folks, what good does it do to sweep a floor when you sweep the trash to the outside of the wall uh, and it's just there for it to blow right back later on? The idea behind sweeping a floor is very simple. Sweep it into a pile, you sweep it up, and you get rid of it. It's about removing it. You see, in our lives, it's about removing things from it. So I ask you this morning, not in a judgmental way, but just to ask you this morning, how many things every Sunday, or let's just go back to our revival this week, how many things in your life has God come along and said, this is what you need, this is what's important? How many of you was able to be washed thoroughly from your iniquities and cleansed? And that's why he says, he said, you know, Lord, I was shaped in iniquity and sinned that my mother conceived me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know Wisdom, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. It's all about us cleansing and cleaning up our lives. For you see, I, we alluded to this not too terribly long ago about how that there is an idea behind what we call spring cleaning. 
And the whole idea behind spring cleaning is, Lord, let us, let us get rid of some stuff that is kind of there. And what that means is, let us get the dirt out of our life. And let's go back to the book of Exodus. If you mark that place, let's go back to Exodus for just a minute in the 12th chapter. For in Exodus chapter 12, and I want to skip down to about the 14th verse, it's a time of the Passover. Now the Passover is a time where the people had to remember God bringing them out of Egypt. Let me ask you this. Is it possible to lose focus on something? Where you've been and where you're going? Oh, this world will make you think all these things are important. I want to tell you something. I got a revival this week. God reminded me of my priorities. There's a lot of things that go on in my life. And yes, I'm, I, I'm not after sympathy, but yes, I feel the world throwing so many things in front of you, making you think these things are more important. But God is reminding me that you need to clean these things up and remember that those things will take care of themselves, that there's a work for God that needs to be done. And in that, notice what happens. When it comes time to clean up, he says, Lord, and this day, he said, shall be unto memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall keep it a feast by ordinance forever. So he says, seven days shalt thou eat unleavened bread. Even the first day ye shall put away leaven out of your houses. In other words, you need to clean up things. He said, if you want to eat the things, he said, you have to keep things cleaned up. This morning here, I, again, we're talking about, we, 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 we use the idea about cleaning out lockers. And the idea is not because there's something dirty, but because there's things that, that kind of get cluttered in their life. And he said, you know, there comes a time that if you're going to enjoy this true unleavened bread, he said, you've got to get it clean to where it's pure in your life. And he said, and I'm going to read on that 15th verse there. Seven days shall you eat leavened bread. Even the first day you shall put away leaven out of your houses. For what he's saying is, is that if you're going to eat something that's pure and clean, you've got to clean up. So it's almost like uh, you want to you cook something in a clean pan, but you want to put it on a dirty plate. What good is that? It's that idea of that it needs to be clean all the way through so it can be pure. For notice what he said. For whosoever eateth leaveneth bread from the first day until the seventh, the soul shall be cut off. From Israel. What he's saying is, if we're not careful, there's contaminants that happen. He said, you need to clean these things up. Here, they were preparing for the Passover. And in order to prepare for the Passover, they needed to clean things up. You know what? There's a lot of things in my life today that uh, I'm reminded that I need to be cleaned up. And God reminded me of these things this past week. Hold that thought there for just a minute. For I want to turn back into the New Testament. In the book of 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1, and notice what he said. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Again, we're talking about how that, that, that if, if we get just a, a right with God and we want to clean up before the Passover and remember the Passover, he said you need to get these things out of your life because... Things can happen, and you don't have to turn over and read it, but in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians, Second Corinthians, excuse me, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, let me turn back and read where it talks about 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And notice what he says in the, about the Passover in the 6th verse. Your glorifying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Purge out therefore the old leaven. In other words, you need to clean out the old leaven that ye may be a new lump 
as you are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. You know, I believe that sometimes we forget that sometimes the smallest things in our life can grow. And he says, if you're going to be unleavened, he said, you've got to clean things up in your life. You know, here I've noticed this past week that God over and over again, and I fought battles with God. I fought him in a church service when preachers were preaching and, and people were, 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 were moving and whether it was in songs or prayer or words, and God was working about all these things and he was trying to cleanse us and reminds, I don't say us, I'm going to say me. And God was reminding me of all these things that, 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 that were important in my life and what I needed. And you know, it was like saying, Lord, I don't want to just go in and clean up something by moving it from one spot to the next. I want to clean out things and I want to really get things in my life the way it needs to be, as we might say, to get things functional in our life. And here we see that, that Paul talks about there in 1 Corinthians that, that we really need to get to a place that we clean that leaven out because that's what he's talking about there in Exodus chapter 12, that if we're not careful, that we, the very first thing we need to do is to clean these things up. And you know what? Sometimes I have to be careful about the things that I say. And I'm not saying what we say is bad, but what I'm saying, sometimes we get negative or sometimes we kind of get uh, a, a little complainish about things. But you know, I've learned this week that God's reminded me that, that we have to be careful about what we say. For I want to turn over and read in Luke, Luke chapter 6, and let me read to you the 45th verse. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. An evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. You know, this week, I want to tell you one of the things, and you may not care about hearing the, the, uh, the, the confessions of me, but you know, one of the things I've really pondered this week is, Lord, help me to be a shining light that the things that I say are very upbeat and positive. Let me not be negative. Let not me be downtrodden. For notice what he said in that 45th verse. He says, for of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Let me ask you this. Anybody here this day or maybe even this week that God's reminding you of all the goodness in your heart? Folks, God's been good to us, has he not? God has blessed us with all of these things. And these are the things we talk about that, that, that need to come out of the mouth of us that we might be uh, excited about all the things that God has done. People talk about, well, you don't have this or you don't have that. Folks, I'm talking about what we do have. And this is about uh, the blessings of God. For Solomon said over in the book of Proverbs in 18th chapter, Proverbs chapter 18, I'll read it to you. Proverbs 18 and in verse, let me skip down to about the 20th verse. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. You know this morning, I want you to see, well, let's read the next verse. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit of thereof. May we clean up the things in our hearts and in our minds of, of what we need. For I believe it is in 1 Corinthians, Paul even talked about he says we need to be renewed. Uh, let me just turn over and read that for just a minute there in the book of 2 Corinthians. Let me turn over the book of 2 Corinthians for just a minute. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Notice what Paul said. 2 Corinthians 4 and in verse 16. He's talking about how that we're supposed to live by faith. He says, for which cause we faint not, but through though, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Is there anybody here today that struggles with doing something every day? 
And what I mean by that is, let's just tidy our lockers up every day. In other words, let's just let it accumulate over and over over a course of a, of a semester or a year. I'm never amazed at the end of a year of the stuff that comes out of our locker cleanouts. It's almost like they need a dumpster for an every locker too because stuff comes out of those because people accumulate those things. And you really want to say, if you were to clean this out a little bit of a time, you never would have accumulated all the things you have. And you know what? But it's easy for us to procrastinate and put things off. It's easy for us to say, well, I'll get close to the Lord on Sunday. I don't need to do anything on Wednesday or Thursday. Folks, we need to keep our lives renewed day by day. In other words, the outward man goes through all of these things, but we need to keep clean our lives. We need to keep things in our life so that we might be able to keep them the way that they need to be. For, for we read also in the book of Psalms, if you've marked there, and let me go back to just a little bit earlier there in Psalms. Psalms 32, let's bear with me for a minute. Psalms 32, notice what he says in the third verse. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned in the drought of summer. Salah. I acknowledge my sin unto thee. In my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Salah. You know, I think we all have spiritual closets that we need to clean from time to time. You may not have that. You may not have the problem whatsoever where things accumulate or it's easy to set aside. I'm not that kind of person. I don't have that personality where I do. I have to kind of work at that. And you know what? I thank God for a revival time that allows us to come in and kind of clean out our closets and clean out our lockers and kind of get everything organized. And let me ask you this. Is there anybody here that enjoys something that's fresh and clean and everything's all tidied up the way it's supposed to be, folks? There's just something about our lives being where we're supposed to be, doing what we're supposed to do, that we... We enjoy the presence of God. We're not worried about things. We're not worried about this or that. It's about being exactly where God wants us to be. And you know, that that's I don't know how to describe it, but that's how I felt this past week in our revival is that it's a time that God has helped me kind of put everything where it needs to be and remind me, and it's not completely there, but God has reminded me what's important. God has reminded me what I need. And you know what? I'm going to confess to you. There's a lot of things that I get that emotional attachment to and I want to keep it. We want to hang on and we want to cling to so many things. And I'm not talking about physical things that might be in your attic or in your closet. I'm talking about so many things spiritually do we cling to, emotionally we cling to, that we, we may want to hold on to these things. And God comes along and He reminds us, these are not the things you need to put your, your time and energy and your weight upon. He said, you need to cling to the things of me. And that's what He's talking about, how that, that God needs us to do these things because He desires that we might enjoy that Passover. I'm going back to what we said in Exodus. He said, if you want to enjoy the Passover, over and that unleavened bread, he said, you got to get your house cleaned. So let me turn back uh, for just a minute to the book of 2 Kings. <clears throat> I want to turn back and read here a few verses uh, in 2 Kings for just a minute. 2 Kings chapter 22. I'm not going to read all of that, but well, let's just, yeah. Josiah was beginning to reign over Judah, and I want to get to the 23rd chapter if I can for just a minute now again things in your house you don't always use and there's all these ideas you know that I've heard people talk about if you're going to clean up something you need to get rid of the stuff that's junk uh, stuff that's useful you can in other words the stuff to throw away stuff to give away and the stuff you're going to keep you kind of create these piles 
How many things in our life are, 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 are not that necessary? How many things in our life uh, are stuff that, that, that others might enjoy? And I'm talking about spiritually. How many things are in our life that we need to remember that these are ours? Now, I say that because in the book of 2 Kings uh, chapter 23, when Josiah had taken over, there was all this evil that had gone on and, and, and the things of God had been replaced. So w- let's just call it a remodel job. Let's just call it that ultimate spring cleaning that happens. And you want to talk about cleaning the locker out. Notice what happened. Uh, let me skip down in uh, 2 Kings chapter 20. Uh, let's skip down about the fourth verse. And the king commanded Hilkiah, the high priest, and the priest of the second order, and the keepers of the door. He said, I want you to go into that temple... And I want you to bring forth out of the temple of the Lord. He said, everything that's in there that were made for Baal, get them out of there. Spring cleaning. Time to get these lockers cleaned out. He didn't set it for the grove and for all the host of heaven. And he burned them without Jerusalem. Now, wait a minute. If you was to have some wooden idols in here, and I was to tell you, well, I want you to go back here in this cabinet area that's empty, and let's just put those idols in there. What can you do to those wooden idols later on? Well, those look really cute in there. Let's just bring those back in there. Let's admit it. That's what happens to stuff. We put it somewhere. Later on, we justify why we need it. We bring it back in. He said, no, that's not what I want. He said, I want this stuff burned to ashes where it cannot be brought back in here. Folks, I'm not here to judge anybody, but I'm going to tell you this. Think about this. How many things in our life do we not need anything to come back in? He says, you need to burn them down. So it said he went in there, uh, and he says, uh, and he, and he, it says, uh, and it, all the vessels for Baal and for the grove of heaven, and he burned them without Jerusalem's in the field of the Kindrod, and carried the ashes of them to Bethel. I love where he took them to. And he put down the idolatrous priest, whom the kings of Judah had ordained to burn the incense in the high places in the cities of Judah, and in the places round about Jerusalem. Them also that burned incense to Baal, to the sun and to the moon and the planets and to all the host of heaven. He, he talks about, he said, let's clean all of this up. Let me skip on down. I don't want to read all of this. And he says, he break down the, the, the uh, well, you could just read that. And he burned the brook, the kidron, stamped it to small powder, the cast of powder thereof, the graves of the children of the people. Seventh verse says, he break down the houses of the sodomites that were by the house of the Lord where the woman wove hangings for the grove. And he brought all the priests out of the cities of Judah and defiled the high place where the priest had burned incense from Geba to Beersheba and break down the high places of the gates that were in the entering of the seats, uh, the gate of Joshua, the governor of the city, which were on the man's left hand at the gate of that city. I read that to you this day because there was a lot of things that, that, uh, that Josiah came in and he began to clean up all these things that were going on. Anything from the priest to the idols, he said, all these things needed to be removed. You know, sometimes we struggle with what needs to be removed and what needs to be uh, maybe maybe re, uh, repurposed for some other thing. We, we worry about all these things. But I believe today that we have to, uh, as we prioritize these things, let's skip on over just a little bit later in that same 23rd chapter, 2 Kings. And let me read to you just a minute, beginning in the 21st verse. And I want to read just these two verses for just a minute. Because remember in the beginning when we talked about how Exodus 12 was about the Passover, how you need to make sure that you, you need to eat pure leaven? Notice what he says in uh, 2 Kings chapter 23 and verse 21. And the king commanded all the people saying, Keep the Passover unto the Lord your God, as it is written in the book 
of this covenant. He said, you have neglected this Passover. You have let it get corroded and dirty. He said, you need to clean it up. And he said, look at these things. For notice what he said in the 22nd verse. Surely there was not holding such a Passover from the days of the judges that judged Israel, nor in all the days of the kings of Israel, nor of the kings of Judah. He is reminding them this day that they needed to clean up and restore what they needed. That's one of the good things I've had this week in this revival is that God giving me a time to kind of to, to kind of get the things in my life that kind of needs to be cleaned up. And a lot of things are cute and sentimental and we think they have a place. But the reality is, just like we have to clean up in our physical lives, our spiritual lives, we have to really evaluate. Lord, what's important to us? What do we need? What's a, what's a necessity for us in our lives? What do we have to have? And what things do we need to kind of uh, to clean these things up? I don't know about you, but there's some things in my life I need to burn. There's some things in my life that need to be destroyed that we might get rid of these things. And I believe that there's a lot of people that's, that's not concerned about their heart. They just want their life cleaned up. But let me tell you something. Of all the things you have in your life, there's nothing you need to clean up more than your heart. Your heart needs to be cleaned up. For Let me turn in the New Testament, and we'll hush here in just a minute. But Matthew chapter 23. Matthew chapter 23 teaches us and shows us about how that it's important that we clean the inside. For Matthew chapter 23, and let's skip down to about verse 25. One to you scribes, Pharisees, and hypocrites. For you may clean the outside of the cup of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Let, let me put that in, in this morning's kind of understanding of things. You can go down through there and you can tell people to clean the outside of their locker and get their stickers off of it. They can do all of these things, but what's important is what's in that locker is what they had to address and work on. And notice what he said. He said, these Pharisees, they were worried about the outside. You know, you and I could sit down in the fellowship hall and we could drink from a dirty cup and we could clean the outside of it. But the concern is, why are you not worried about the inside? Because that's where your drink comes from. And he said, you need to drink, he said, and worry about that. For let's read the 25th verse. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for ye may clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. 26th verse says, Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. You know this week, and let's just say this Sunday morning right now, are you cleaning up the outside? Do you get up and put on your Sunday clothes? We all have Sunday clothes. I don't say we all, but pretty much we all have Sunday clothes. We get up, put our clean Sunday clothes on. We go to church. You know what? We, we worry about the outside, but you know what about the inside of all of us this morning? Uh, that's one of the things I want to tell you that I thank God for this week that, that God's allowed me, and, and that's to do a little more cleaning and rearranging on the inside. The cleansing of these things that are there because it's the cleansing of the soul that's more important than that of the body. Again, you don't have to turn over and read it, but Mark chapter 1 uh, and in verse 40, and he says, And there came a, a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, saying unto him, If thou wilt, canst thou make me clean? And Jesus moved with compassion. If somebody wanted to be clean, he was moved with compassion. He put forth his hand and he touched him. And the red words of Jesus said, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. You know, I can't tell you how many times this week it was like the Lord just kept cleaning me up. The Lord just kept cleaning me up. The Lord just kept stirring in me and reminding me of, of Psalms chapter 51 and verse 10. Creating me a clean heart, O God, 
and renew a right spirit within me. Do you know what it means to be? Re- do you know what it means uh, to have that renewed or right spirit within me? Something that's steadfast. Something that I don't just say, well, I'm going to wait once a year and do this cleaning, but a steadfast is, Lord, let me try to keep that clean up day after day after day. So this morning, are you that type of person that's going to say, well, we've had a revival. I'm going to wait till next year, and then I'll just get my life back together again. You know what? Sometimes we need that, the Lord to give us that steadfast, that continual. Lord, let us, keep, let us keep our hearts clean before you so that we might enjoy your presence. And that's what all of the 51st uh, division of the book of Psalms is all about, is about God cleaning us, Lord searching us, finding the wrong, find the evil, and clean it out. For those of you that say, well, preacher, I don't have any problem with these things in my physical lives, then you have to tell the rest of us. What's the key to that? Because I have a bad tendency to just kind of lay stuff down and say, you know what, I'll deal with that later because I've got to be somewhere three minutes ago. And then I'll go in the next time and I'll lay something down and say, well, I'll deal with that later because I've got to be somewhere five minutes ago. And you know, our life is just always going, going, going. And all of a sudden I come in, I say, where's the, where's the countertop at? Because all of a sudden I just keep laying things down. And, you know, we don't want to deal with things. We just want to kind of put them off to a more convenient time. Folks, There, I thank God for this past week that he allowed me to kind of, and, and, and as I'm saying in my secular life, uh, I say it in my spiritual life, God allowed me to clean my locker a little bit, kind of organize things. I didn't empty it out. I just kind of put everything where it needed to be. There were things in there that I needed, but I couldn't find them uh, because they were all behind all the clutter. I thank God uh, for that cleansing that we got to experience this week. Anybody else here this morning uh, that can say, Lord, create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew my right spirit within me. I want us to get a song this morning.